Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have the glorious Julie Biccini. Glorious, yes, I said it. She's back at the helm, taking us through a fantastic chat about a very important topic right now that was kind of evolved out of us talking about Google Marketing Live. We talk about B2B in PPC 2022. Yes, it kind of evolved from our two weeks, consecutive weeks of having chats about Google Marketing Live, mainly because there was no mention about solutions for B2B channels, for small businesses, for the, you know, the kinds that still want um, to make the most of Google search or Facebook and paid social and etc but still find automation to be very limiting for what they need so we yeah we talk about b2b how we use it our frustrations with the tech tools that are available for mostly retail and e-commerce companies and we just release our frustrations and our, give our wishes on what we'd love solutions there to be for b2b companies so hope you enjoy Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share retweet on that right Twitter on my handle the marketing Anu or join us in our LinkedIn group which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on Instagram why don't you check us out at at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so today as I said earlier we have Julie Bicini leading us in a great discussion about B2B PPC in 2022, because even though paid search has been going on for many years right now and automation is really at at the height of its evolving and what it can do for many marketers and advertisers, we still feel there is a lot of limiting factors for automation and data privacy solutions for B2B, um, yeah, for B2B companies, for B2B brands, for people, for advertisers and paid marketers who represent B2B companies. So giving, as Julie says, giving B2B some love and attention after being left out of GML again this year. But yeah, she said first, ask how um, we're doing. Yeah, so she goes, she's doing okay. The honeysuckle was in bloom on the puppy walk this morning, which was beautiful and smelled so good. Still have the congestion cold that I've had for 12 days now. Ooh, that sounds... It's a long time for a congestion cold. We've got Melissa McKee as well joining us. She goes, woohoo. So excited to do um, 40 days chat doing well, although we are not having summer weather today. It's 61 and raining. So that's 61 Fahrenheit. I don't remember what that is. I can't do the calculation of what that is in Celsius. But I'm really glad that Melissa is joining us today because she, her company, Merkel, I believe it is who she works with. They are pretty much B2B um, focused. I know her particular, I'm not sure whether her whole company is all focused on B2B, but she specifically is very much, all her clients are mostly B2B clients. So, um, 
And yeah, we've got Robert Brady as well joining us. Julia Vice joins us as well and gives like lovely rantful um, answers to some of our questions. Sam Tomlinson as well joins us as well as Tim Halloran and several more. But before we get into the questions, Julia gives her usual PSA saying this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, and lurkers and podcast listeners who don't have time to go through the tweets or join the chat live. We are always welcome as well. So getting straight to the questions, Julie goes, let's get to it. She starts by asking, if you are working in B2B PPC, for which industries or categories are you managing advertising and are you doing search, social or both? Now, I do work in B2B, not quite the PPC section of actually managing our paid search ads for um, Marine Software, but I do have a client, your office, that do a lot, quite a bit of B2B, but again, I don't manage the accounts themselves. I just help them get solutions for them. They use PPC. They tried to use, they were trying to get them to start using some LinkedIn, some LinkedIn and using Criteo, which is um, programmatic. So that should be some interesting times ahead. Menachem replies to question one saying business, insurance, reputation, management, waste management, dryage, 3PL, fulfillment, retail store fixtures, primarily search with some bottom funnel social campaigns. And then we have Melissa replying to question one saying SaaS, so that's um, software as a service, FinServe, tech mostly, a little healthcare, enterprise clients for the most part. Oh, and I'm just search right now, but I have done social as well. Oh, she'll be good for our social uh, committee at PSA. Anyway. <laughs> tangent off. Julie then um, replies to question one saying I'm doing business services right now search only and then we've got um, Julia Vice replying saying yes and both we've had a few B2B clients through our team and my public sector clients need to reach businesses regularly. Sophie replies to question one saying predominantly SaaS brands offering enterprise solutions we usually offer a mix of search social and display. And then we have Steve Hammer replying to question one saying SaaS services and in industrial equipment, search, social, and even SEO. Robert Brady as well, SaaS and services, both search and social. And then Julie takes us on to question two saying, which platforms are you advertising on for your B2B clients or brands? And we have Julia Vice replying to that saying search, Microsoft first, Google second, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple News, display. Melissa replies going Google, Bing, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, programmatic, content syndication, traditional, I run Google and Bing. We've got Ashton Clark though replying to question one saying a whole bunch, financial services, SaaS, food, beverage, ingredients, construction and more primarily running search, run search campaigns with some display, including remarketing. We advertise on social for some of our B2C clients, but not as much for B2B. Lawrence replies saying, sorry, late calls. Yes. Medical auto property and industrial. I'm doing both paid search and social for them. And we have Sophie replying to question two saying, I cover Google ads and Microsoft advertising, which is doing very well for some of our clients recently. Depending on the client, I also manage SaaS specific platforms, including Captera and G2. And we have Lawrence replying to question two saying, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Spotify mostly. 
And then we have Ashton Clark replying to question two, saying mainly Google ads and LinkedIn with some Microsoft advertising mixed in as well. Julie replies right now, just doing search, including a display, Google and Microsoft trying to get back into social platforms again. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, Julie Vice actually replies to Tim where Tim had um, talked about him doing mostly SaaS, specifically staffing, recruiting, fintech, real estate, wholesale electron electronics and enterprise IT services currently and oh and search social and programmatic paid social b2b has changed or evolved a lot in the past 13 years much different than what I was doing even two quarters ago and Julia Vice replies to that saying oh podcasts are really good for b2b do you pick faves or just buy through Spotify and Tim replies usually bundles based off interest I'll usually Spotify and others directly and lately I've been using programmatic managed services reps to do this research for me on larger buys and tim halloran then replies to question two as well saying mainly google search display video and also microsoft linkedin twitter and individual publishers or programmatic bundles sometimes facebook or instagram for retargeting shared audiences or third-party data layers lawrence replies to question two saying oh and if i am being honest our area also do, does postcards catalogs and other transitional media but i know this is mostly a digital discussion and yeah and one i almost forgot to put out there was amazon amazon does work well if you are selling products to businesses as well as consumers it deserves some attention as well although they do a lot of a lot of cannibalizing as well so i don't know about amazon steve hammer replies to question two saying full suite of google products linked in twitter pulling back from facebook for b2b it hasn't performed lately then Julie takes us on to question three saying, what if anything is working well for you right now for B2B PPC in search advertising? Next question will be social. Menachem replies saying, unless we have offline conversions in place, we're typically using phrase or exact match keywords with a separate testing campaign for dynamic search ads on a smaller budget. Lawrence replies to that saying, doing lead gen with different phone numbers for digital ads is a great thing to use if the brand has robust enough reporting. I usually request different phone numbers so when they call in, we can track the revenue better. Anders replies, what works for me in B2B PPC, brand de-dense, brand's density on Google ads, boosting on Facebook ads, rest in organic for me. Kill replies, being ads as it's the only way to do it in search PPC. Johnny replies, it depends on business goals and objectives, but dynamic campaigns do show some promising results. And then we have Melissa replying to question three saying we're having good luck with using broad match combined with audiences and smart bidding. Never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, she's not a fan of broad match. Also, discovery campaigns are doing well for those clients who can use them. Many can't due to compliance concerns. And uh, yeah, we have Steph Cockerell replying to question two saying mainly Google search and sometimes display. And Sarah Steeman replies to question two saying, I can't wait to find out as this is going to be a new client, but I assume mostly Google, Bing, LinkedIn, etc. Manichem replies to question two saying Google ads plus Facebook ads. Ashton Clark replies to question three saying we've had success using mostly phrase and exact match keywords. Terms like commercial, wholesale, supplier have all been really helpful in cutting out searches made by regular consumers. So we're able to better target our audience at a lower cost. Steve Hammer replies to question three saying it varies a little by the client. For some, it's very direct action bottom of the funnel selection. For others, 
jobs to be done, problem-solving works to the dreaded white paper or similar, especially if sales cycle is long and love webinar pushes. Yeah, love a good webinar push. And then we have uh, Julia Vice replying to question three saying, spoiler alert for MN Search Summit this week, awareness. Small businesses have too much on their plates right now for hyper-targeting. Focus on raising awareness of what you have to offer and build broad themed search. From there, Tim replies to that, uh-huh, I guess I know which session I'll be watching. Honestly though, I want to pick your brain on this and other things. Julia Vice goes, LOL, we'll definitely reconnect. I'm so looking forward to it. Just very anxious about travel right now and tim replies to question three saying maximizing clicks on high intent non-brand phrase and exact matches downside competing with the giants for ad space and auction costs upside a few good leads and it pays for the month caveat doesn't always work with smaller b2b clients other tactics are used sarah steeman replies to question three saying in the past i think really getting to know the client's business has done wonders when do people search where and why and who makes decisions? You need to ask a significant number of questions and listen for B2B. And we have Sophie replying to that saying, I love hearing business owners talk about their business. Their passion helps me with building a strategy which presents their business in the best light possible. Sophie replies to question three herself saying Microsoft advertising has always worked well as a secondary platform for most of our B2B clients but over the past few months it has been outperforming Google ads much cheaper CPAs so clients have been very happy as long as the volume is there why not Julie replies to question three saying I think search is getting harder for lower conversion volume B2B or B2C for that matter accounts automation is not for these types of accounts and yet it is becoming all we've got. Jellyvice goes too true. It's soon going to be all about micro conversions and, and directional traffic as stand-ins for actual results. Johnny replies, I had the same question to Google rep yesterday and was told I need to consolidate campaigns into one with multiple ad groups to gain the necessary conversion per month required for machine learning. So yeah, it's all about consolidating and not having too many ad groups to work with. Single keyword ad groups is a thing of the past. I don't know which industry that would work for. Lawrence replies to question three saying, using audiences where available are working well. I wish Google's match rate for uploaded audiences was better, but it is terrible. Match types vary quite a bit from broad to phrase exact on their performance messaging and the audiences are the key melissa replies yes re match rates what a missed opportunity julie replies but it's all all about first party data now i know you know the pain of btc centric features being talked about or pushed like they are equivalent for b to b and melissa replies oh my god yes and loris replies yeah times three yes and then continuing her answer to question three, Sarah replies saying continued LinkedIn call extensions and ads and reviewing search terms as well are great starting points. And in response to Lawrence's answer to question three, where Lawrence had said using audiences where available are working well. I wish Google's match rate for uploaded audiences was better, but it is terrible. Match types vary quite a bit from broad to phrase or exact on their performance messaging. And the audiences are the keys. Steve Hammer replies to that saying we've been using pixel pixeled to similar audiences for that very reason but we at least like to have some level of engagement seen for the ad so it takes volume that some clients don't get if they're very niche
On another conversation that Steve Hammer responded to, Ashton Clark had said, we've had success using mostly phrase and exact match keywords. Terms like commercial, wholesale, supplier have all been really helpful in cutting out search searches made by regular consumers. So we're able to better target our audience at a lower cost. Steve replies to that saying the, cons- the consumer overlap can be a real bear we try our best to know jargon so we can add it. Like in the security space, they call everything endpoints, not antivirus, etc. Ashton replies to that it's one of the main questions we get during kickoffs. How do we make sure we're reaching the most relevant users and not just an average person searching? I like to ask if there are any phrases their salesperson hear a lot, which usually gives us a good starting point. Steve Hammer replies, Good thought. I've learned a few actual sitting in on calls or hearing recorded ones that the marketers didn't even know darn silos yeah the silos really annoys me and then julie takes us on to question four saying what if anything is working well for you right now for b2b ppc in social advertising and to start off with julia vice goes twitter if you aim at the right conversations you get really interested people in the right roles looking for just what you have to offer you also get some trolls but that's the internet for you yeah that's twitter for you lawrence replies i've not tried twitter yet with clients i'm still getting them used to spotify currently baby steps absolutely baby steps <laughs> And then we have Sophie replying to question four saying M underscore Victress, so one um, of her colleagues, I imagine, has had some great success with the LinkedIn campaigns where the offer is an exclusive ebook. Starting that nurturing process with a strong offer has been a key driver for overall performance. Yes, nurturing a process. M Glover then replies saying, I'm a big fan of an ebook, especially using through used through a native lead form. In particular, the ebook PDF link is placed in the confirmation link and form submission is auto-populated. Emails um, then go into nurture. That's a good way of nurturing relationship with people. And then when a gym replies to question four, saying customer lookalikes, first party email lists as well. John Kagan joins the conversation and replies to question two, saying the Google, LinkedIn and Bing work well for B2B for us. Julie replies to question four, saying it is expensive, so it is not for everyone, but essentially promoting content on LinkedIn can be great for building your email list, which we all know is getting more and more important for actual PPC advertising first party data and Melissa replies yes we do this a lot with social use it to build audiences with known attributes job titles company etc Lawrence replies yes this 100% build out audiences who visit your site is big then it opens up remarketing and other things LinkedIn can be expensive but the targeting is really good compared to what we have in other platforms and in response to question four, Tim Halloran continues saying, I literally am having a harder time than usual answering this because it's so different than those standard answers I used to give because they worked for so long. Twitter and YouTube shorts is where I've been experimenting more and more lately. Facebook less and less. Julie replies to that saying, I think so many of our go-to answers and strategies are all in disarray right now. Lots of rethinking of strategy across all platforms. And Julia Vice replies, oh, how is YouTube shorts working for you? I have considered it for B2B. Just, I hadn't, I hadn't considered it for B2B just yet. Tim replies, yeah, adding it as complimentary content for middle of funnel evergreen campaigns. Main hurdle is getting the content right, format and length. Aggregate CPMs are lower when we use it so far and I'm bullish 
on it continued testing don't have more specifics than just yet though and um yeah julia vice goes nice let's hope it ramps up so yeah youtube julia vice then takes us on to question five saying i know this question will have a ton of replies so let's do this what is your biggest frustration in b2b ppc so let's go and his replies biggest frustration in b2b ppc is always the problem of targeting narrow with long decision cycles you build up data too slow making it difficult to optimize Manichem replies, hidden surge terms, especially when the CPC is like 15 plus dollars. Wow, that's a very high CPC. And then we have Melissa's own, which I think is the most comprehensive of all the answers. She goes, where do I begin? Lack of search query visibility, terrible match rates for DMP uploaded audiences, poor query matching or relevance, forced RSAs, a compliance nightmare for some clients, automated extensions, also a compliance issue and performance max. So yeah, all of the things that Google are doing right now. Julia Vice replies, seconded the compliance issue. It's often a non-starter for legal terms and required by Google. Get it together platforms. Julia replies, it's like they have no idea that some industries are highly regulated. You know beyond we won't run ads for X, of course, but if you need things a certain way for compliance, best of luck to you. And then um, Julia Vice replies, it's such a bull, it's such bull, honestly. I'm in touch with the policy teams because they do know this is the case. They just care more about shoe sales than B2B. Julia, Julia replies, well, until the e-com revenue ad revenue is flat for a few quarters running away and they miss earnings expectations, it's so stupid and short-sighted. And Julia Vice replies, honestly, right now, I just want to give SMBs in my area grants and rebates. That's my current goal. Business recovery after a very hard time. Is that okay, Google? Can we get down with the, that, please? Ugh. And we have Sophie Logan replying, saying the lack of platform features and developments being released, which are targeted, targeting towards lead gen campaigns. And Julie replies to question five herself saying, I am really frustrated at so many things. Some have been going on forever. Others are newer with automation taking over. Lack of lead gen features is one. Even acknowledgement of B2B for that matter. Automation does not work well for low or long conversion accounts. She continues, the matching for keywords for B2B consistently makes me crazy. The lack of understanding of intent and the difference in words that Google thinks are similar, which we know really are not. And competitors now matching to brand is also a giant pain in the ass, P-I-T-A. Johnny replies, their solution is to combine campaigns for automation to work. We'll still give an answer for question four. Ashton replies saying we've seen decent success with LinkedIn, mostly from remarketing campaigns. Awareness campaigns have been hit or miss. So we mostly focus on CTR, CPM and CPC. Tim Halloran then goes back to answering question five, saying finding something that works consistently, industry agnostic and getting creative that works the multiple native formats available, plus translating those placements in ways that work B to B. Yeah, that does sound complicated. Lawrence replies to question five saying, okay, Melissa just said it all. So I wouldn't reinvent the wheel there. I will just say, yeah, times two. So again, search visibility, match rates of audiences, query matching and relevance, false RSAs, especially with compliance nightmares and automated extensions and PMAX. She gave an extensive list there. Steve Hammond replies to question five saying the complete 
lack of attention it gets from every company not named LinkedIn. So yeah, and Melissa goes there, this too. Um, and Julia Vice replies, where do I even begin? Platforms, low volume is ignored. Regionalization is usually required and platforms aren't built for it. Ultimately, business leaders are people, treat them like a key target audience and not some weird species. That's a very, very fair answer. Robert Brady replies to question five saying, Google's offline conversion import OCI only takes conversion value updates for 60 days. I know lots of B2B that has a sales cycles longer than 60 days. Other platforms have similar issues. Machine learning isn't built right now to handle long sales cycles. James Verboda replies, yeah, this is a mess. I've started importing offline conversions for verified MQL leads once a month that have not bought yet just to give the algorithm something extra to get a hold of. Not perfect, but it's something. And then we have Ashton Clark replying to question five, saying to echo what others are saying, the lack of features for lead gen is a real pain, especially when Google is shifting more and more to automation and taking away other features that are crucial to B2B, like exclusions for PMAX or limiting insights into STRs. We've got Robert Brady replying to Julie with her talk of the matching for keywords for B2B consistently makes me crazy. The lack of understanding of intent and competitors now matching to brand is also a giant pain in the ass. Robert replies, it is surprising to me how poorly Google matches queries to keywords given the huge amount of data and computational power they have shows how powerful the human mind really is. Julie replies, and I wouldn't mind it so much if they were not out there crowing about how amazing the machine learning is at matching intent. No, your machine learning is okay at best at matching intent. Let's just be real about it. And that's what people need to know. And God, I really need to come out with my blog of the misconceptions that loads of clients, especially the clients that end advertisers have about how machine learning is the the best thing since sliced bread. Just be honest about the fact that it's still very much in a learning phase. Lawrence then replies to uh, what Julie has said saying, yes, I have some horrible matches, especially for the B2B customers. It is why I cannot do broad for some of them as it gets insane. Steve Hammer replies, remind me of the way I used to explain the challenges of quality score. Bid high, you can still match for stuff way out of the core of what you expect. Even if a one quality score with a big bid can outrank an eight with a low bid and B2B bids tend to be high and restaurants tend to be low. And continuing on for Melissa, where she had listed her issues with, yeah, B2B and PPC. Julie replies, it's like they have no idea that some industry are highly regulated. You know, beyond we won't run ads for X, of course. But if you need things a certain way for compliance, best of luck to you. And we have Steve Hammer replying to question five saying, I've mentioned this before, but we were working with a client that was a SaaS for restaurants. They matched Mexican restaurants near me. So far off base, it was in another stadium. Wow. It's that type of stuff that makes me distrust the intent matching. Absolutely. Tim Hallerman replies, yup, similar experience. Had a small client's phrase branded keyword, super unique to match to amazon.com and walmart.com. After that, my faith in keywords and Google's algorithm as a whole definitely shifted. It was one of those epiphany moments six months back. And um, Kirk replies, we've noticed phrase match brand matching to competitors more aggressively too. That user intent is nowhere near the same 
thing and just a lot of agreement there. James Bavoda as well gives a use case saying this reminds me of a broad session based query matching when the user changes keywords, but Google somehow used to think they are still in the same search intent. Steve Hammer replies that had to be jarring for the searcher. Why car ads when I'm searching for golf clubs? Absolutely. That kind of disparity. Chris Silver Smith replies, things have never seemed as robust for B2B search queries. Lower volumes of search equates with greater instances of fuzzy logic mismatches. We have John Kagan replying to question five, going insufficient volume to make automation work. Yeah, that's something Melissa and I'm sure Lawrence as well mentioned. And coming to our last question, we've got Julie going, if the platform were listening to this chat, what would you request of them to make the B2B advertising experience better? Yep, and lots of responses for this as well. Robert Brady starts us off saying, specific to Microsoft advertising, please make all LinkedIn targeting available in your platform. Julia Weiss goes, yes, please. I so appreciate that's what's there, but job titles and more, please. We then have Julie herself replying, saying, acknowledge that a lot of automation does not work nearly as well for B2B with longer sales cycle, low conversion volume, make exact and phrase match exact and phrase again, or at least less broad than they are now. Merge LinkedIn and Microsoft ads platforms. And she continues, B2B advertisers are so very tired of being either ignored or gaslit about our very real concerns. Show every single converting query term. If you want to be an e-com advertising focus platform, own that. That's true. Just be honest with that. Instead of the word salad, as Amalia says, Lawrence goes, yeah, don't tell me many of the changes work for both B2C and B2B. That comment just shows me exactly how little you know about B2B. Sorry off my soapbox. <laughs> Sophie as well responds to question six saying, stop forcing automation when it's not always a viable solution for many B2B accounts. You're risking B2B companies losing faith in PPC when their performance declines. I think that whole losing faith has faith has already happened. Lawrence Chase replies here, I think about regulatory concerns, which should, would require us to have more control. Sales cycles are not all the same since they keep saying transparency, provide it instead of just saying it for the sound bites. Audience matches are terrible. Melissa agrees to what Sophie Logan said, saying this exactly what's happening, forcing us to use automation. And Julia Weiss as well replies to question six, but starts off by saying, since we're here and I don't want to exclude a major search engine, no matter how the dang GDPR might categorize them. And she continues saying, Amazon, you'd do well to stop undercutting SMBs on your platform. I said what I said. <laughs> Lawrence replies, yes, so you will see certain products doing very well. And then all of a sudden Amazon makes their own and your sales tank seeing this more than once. And she also continues saying, Etsy, you are on thin ice, y'all. Cut it out and leave the platform fees alone. Shopify will swoop in if this continues. And that's continuing our answer to question six. That's Julia Weiss. I'm finishing off with a very important comment from Steve Hammer saying, I kind of wish there was an acknowledgement that there is a real limit where the automation is just needs more 
dollars volume then let agencies fill in that gap for those small clients they add up julie replies google says it occasionally but it is not routinely part of the automation talking points it is absolutely presented as works for all which we know it does not also customer match spend minimum is still there for Google. Again, customer match spend minimum is still there for Google. So if you're not spending enough customer match is not going to work for you. So yeah, on that note, we, we come to the end of our chat and I think Julie says it best saying, I hope this was therapeutic. Thank you all for, for a great chat today. Look forward to the recap, which is this one. Yeah. Later on this week on, on Wednesday, which is going to be released, um, which is now released to you on Wednesday. So yeah, I hope you found that useful. I hope you found, you know, strength in numbers in hearing some of the frustrations that you're having as well. So you're not crazy. If you're kind of seeing things are not working and you're scratching your head thinking it's you it is not you it is most likely google messing up with automation and not working out if you work in um, the b2b space but yeah if you want to you know release a bit more of your frustrations anything that we've not necessarily quite covered in the way you'd like it to be covered join us on twitter spaces on thursday at 5 p.m gmt 12 p.m eastern time for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction of anything that has been shared do get in touch with me on twitter my DMs are very open on my handle, The Marketing Anu, or on LinkedIn. We have a PPC chat roundup group on there and would love for you to join and share your thoughts. It would also be great um, for all those who are longstanding or brand new members, if you've been listening to the podcast for more than 30 seconds, um, to leave a rating or review on Spotify or on Apple Podcast or any of those other places on Spotify, it literally takes seconds. So go to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. So that's L I N K T R E E dot com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs>